Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we try and come up with five sketch, sketch ideas. ideas. And I'm uh, Alistair George William Trombley Birchall, and this is Andy Matthews. <laughs> welcome, Andy Matthews. Uh, it's so great to have you here. And listeners, it is so good to have you here. Mm. Uh, and I, obviously, I call you listeners, even though I know that that is only part of what you really are. You're also tasters. You're yes. also smellers. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. are also seers. And uh, you are also people who experience Touch. balance. Touches. Balance. <laughs> the passage of time. The passage of time. You have a sense of that. You have a sense of humor, mm. possibly. Mm. Uh, maybe a sense of uh, vagueness occasionally after you've been hit in the head. Mm. Disorientation. I believe is a is a sense. Absolutely, um, uh, people don't the, people don't refer to the six senses and the the six senses being the sense of disorientation. Mm, mm. The awareness that uh, somewhere in the world your aunt is composing a message to you on Facebook. That's sort of a sense. Absolutely, that is a sense. Um, Are you talking directly into the mic? Yes, Alistair. Great. Um, but thank you for asking. I, no problem. It's always nice to know that you're thinking about me and what well, I'm talking into. You know what? It's because I'm a listener. I'm a good listener yeah. and I can hear when you're not. And a good taster. And a good taster. But also, I have a good sense of disorientation. <laughs> um, which, you know, I think that people talk about dementia like it's an awful thing. Mm. And you know what? They're right when they think that. Y- yes. Yes. Uh, and we're not going to question that in any way. But that being said... That being said, though... Uh, you know, if you were to also see it, because obviously it's such a negative thing, if you were mm. to also see it as a growth in your sense of uh, disorientation, mm. uh, you know, it, I guess it would kind of feel like you're still mm. moving forward. Mm, mm. Uh, to a sort of a more paranoid, sort of confused, and generally sort of a, really, I mean, you know, the opportunity to uh, re-meet all your children again as adults is quite exciting every single day or possibly every, every sort of time they turn yeah. around. I think if you had a chance to feel the excitement, mm. that would make it more exciting. Mm. Mm. Um, you know, um, people often say uh, that it would be it'd be so great to be able to go to your own funeral and hear all the great things that people say about you. Yeah. Well, in a way, dementia is like going to your own birth and sort of hearing all the things that people say about you when uh, they don't really expect you to be listening. Uh, it's in a medical sure. environment. Sure. Uh, they don't they don't regard you really as a, a, a properly formed human. Yeah, you know? well, I guess it's, it's not exactly like being at your own birth, but I think getting to be at your own birth is a, is a sketch idea that maybe, uh, you know, people talk about wanting to be at their own funeral. I think maybe somebody wanting to be at their own birth and then getting mm. to actually be there. Mm. Uh, yeah. Could that be, is there a sketch in that maybe? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. So uh, Could you stage your own birth? <laughs> 
people have birthing rebirthing ceremonies for for themselves as sort of a part of a, a sort of a, a coming to terms with trauma or something like that. But I imagine that mm. for me personally, attending somebody's rebirthing ceremony would be a form of trauma. Yeah, it would be sort of I guess your own a part of you would die, and so mm. there would be a sort of a funeral for a, a part little of death you. in there. Yeah, um, yeah. but. But okay, so because in order to stage your own funeral, mm. you just have to trick everybody into thinking that, that you've dead. you've died. Yes. Right? So that has kind of got a, simp- a simple a simple structure to that. There's a simple yeah. There's there's you know there's sort of things in place mm. for doing mm. that. Uh, like time is kind of going forward, so yes. that helps. And that, we're that, aware that people you know over time die, sometimes young. Yeah, absolutely. And but but in order to trick everybody into thinking that they're going to your birth. Mm. There's so it's so much more complicated because first of all you kind of have to make almost everybody in the world yes. think that time has gone, gone backwards. backwards. Mm. Um, and, and people people well you know we're aware of this because people often say you know mm. um, he died so young, yeah. but people never really say he was born so old. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless and that's an indicator just of the of the barriers that you that the, the have bar- been set up that have come up. Yeah. So I guess in this in this sketch it could be either somebody talking about how difficult this is. Like mm. you know he's this guy's come to sort of like a wolf type character, not mm. a wolf like the animal, but wolf like Pulp Fiction, the wolf who <laughs> solves problems. Uh, and he and he comes to him about you know I want to be be at my own. So yeah. Um, and then I guess uh, you know this is he's dis- discussing how difficult it is. I guess also having to convince everybody that um, that they have somehow changed in size, so that when you come out of what I presume is a giant sculpted like uh, vagina, yeah, maybe made out of silicon or whatever to make it realistic. Wow. Okay. That that when you come out the size of a fully grown adult, yeah, they don't think. Hang on, that's not right. Babies yeah. are supposed to be smaller than that. How great would the prosthetics be, though, to make your adult body look, look like, exactly a like a baby body, body, like a newborn baby body, <laughs> newborn baby body? Oh, that that a newborn baby is like baby body is a is a great Halloween costume that you never see. Nobody does that. <laughs> I mean, you see a few people in nappies, but that think, is yeah, that yeah. is a long way away yeah, from yeah, being yeah. a newborn baby. Absolutely. Body. The, although there are a lot of similarities between the forty-year-old man's body and like a toddler's body, sort mm. of the big yeah. belly and the kind of you 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 can you can the, go a long way towards it, but you know. But newborn. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like and, that disproportionately huge head. Yeah, and that hair slick. Mm. <laughs> the sort of like you know it's it's sort of a it's a very thin kind of hair, but it's a but it's a oh, it's a delicate. It's a delicate strand. You can you can tell that the the individual hairs are a lot thinner. Mm. So you know this wolf guy character has a lot on his plate here, but yeah. but he didn't get into this business to just solve simple problems. I mean, this this is in many ways his Mona Lisa. You know, his magnum opus. Yeah. Up until this point, he's mostly just been scraping bits of brain off the inside of That's cars, right. or just telling people how to clean the car, like as <laughs> yeah. the wolf does. Who's just like, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do that. He really is a detailer. Yeah, but- absolutely. Well, he he oversees problem solving. Mm, mm. He you know, and he points you in the right direction. But he he can't open the door. He can only show you where it is. He's kind of a Morpheus. Of the of a of a more realistic mm. world, mm. even though Morpheus himself claims that he's showing you the real world. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so look, 
yeah, somebody wants to be president at their own present, present, not president, present at their own birth, right? And uh, and they they contact this guy who's known for being able to solve problems. Uh, when they contact him, he's just finished cleaning up a an accidental murder. Yep. And yep. Uh, and he they they say I want to be present at my own birth, and he says I'll be around in five minutes. Okay. Yeah. And he makes it happen. He stage manages this entire thing. He wants to see this person wants to see how people react when they're born. Yeah. He can make that happen. Absolutely. And this is kind of like okay. So I'm thinking if if you if let's say you were putting in a kind of full length movie uh, scenario, mm. uh, it's like a synecdoche New York. Yes. But instead of the project wanting to be creating a play that is so true to life that you have to create almost recreate life within mm. within mm. the play. Uh, it's just that, but he, you know, he hires a big kind of airport hangar. Yep, and then then he stages. <laughs> he his wheels own birth. in. It's the part where you have to convince people. Also, this is the one of the biggest obstacles is having to convince people uh, that they're going to a birth, but somehow they already know the person whose birth they're going to. Like that's a huge obstacle. Well, I mean, you know, I guess that they are that whatever tra- type, whatever. Once you've convinced them that. Time travel exists, yeah. right? Whatever form of time travel that they're taking, it um, it preserves their consciousness, obviously, which is yeah. what you want from time travel. So you know the person, right? And yeah. then you also... Mm. That, but, but I think that they have also, because of something to do with the process, they'll change in size, right? So they'll become smaller, which is why when the person coming out is a yeah. full-grown man size instead of a baby size. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, do you think that that means that they're going to be baby size? Do you have to convince them that they're all babies? Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, maybe maybe they are all dressed up as babies as well. But then, but then for you being present at your own birth, coming out to a room full of babies, yeah, is probably not like a realistic, you know, mm. experience of what that would have been like. I mean, you yeah. know, if we're going to go to all of this effort, yeah. What if what if all those people who are now babies, you lay them down in a kind of like uh, one of those big kind of uh, nursery rooms where all the babies are laying in their own individual sure. beds and yeah. they're watching it on a screen in the corner? I imagine they have TVs on for the babies <laughs> and those things. TVs showing the birthing room. <laughs> of other people's births. <laughs> I mean, look, you know, obviously the, these people are going to have to su- su- suspend some disbelief, but... Also, because they're babies, they don't know what the world is like, mm, and so they're yeah. going to have to. Really, a, a, a baby is 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 an entirely in a state of completely suspended disbelief. Th- yeah, right, and 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 their belief is slowly lowered to the ground over the course mm. of you know their childhood. Absolutely, and then eventually, it smashes on the ground, mm, mm. Uh, and then they have nothing. Yeah. But look, cynicism. Look, I think I think that's one of your, that's your classic Monty Python sketch, right there. It's a right classic there. sketch. Yeah. It's a it's 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 in many ways it didn't even need to be said, Alastair, because yeah. when people think sketch, this is very, very often the first thing they think. <laughs> I feel it's very almost, much a level one sketch. I feel embarrassed that I came up with it. Uh, you know, although how how can I even say came up with it since mm. it, in a way it has permeated through culture and mm. th- through us mm. in mm. everything that we eat and the hot it's, dogs that we consume and and in the media that we watch. It's the... very much like the aristocrats joke. This will just be our version of mm. the uh, yeah the baby birth sketch being the present. Person your own being birth. present at your own birth. Yeah. Um. Uh. Wait. When you said birth, did you mean B-I-R-T-H or B-E-R-T-H? Because I was thinking birth as in where you put ships. 
Oh and my I, god! Yeah. Oh, so wait. So then, have, being present at your own birth, where somebody's I mean, sort of that, tying you to a dock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be much more achievable, and I yeah. guess the wolf man would probably right, well, suggest let's forget that. Forget all that other stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, present at your own sort of yeah. Just you float up near a near a pier, mm, mm. and somebody sort of hooks a bit of rope over your foot. Yeah, and then just ties and it lashes you like to the. And then you sort of just bang up against the poles there. Mm. But luckily, you've got a tire hanging off your side that stops yeah. you getting any kind of damage on there, except for maybe tire burn. Whenever you see a, uh, a boat with tires tied to the side, mm. do you think, oh, come on, mate, you're not fooling anyone. We don't think you're a car. I, I constantly it's think It's like that. fancy dress for them, you know. He's come, oh, he's come dressed as a car. Yeah. It's... To his own berth. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I guess same thing when you see them with a... With a flag on there, you, know, mm. you don't go. Mm. Oh, you're not on, Parliament House. You're not. Yeah, the Governor's Mansion. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, well, I could have let you finish your sentence. No, no, no. That was better than what I thought. I was going to say a flagpole. <laughs> you're not a flagpole. <laughs> I still might jump on you and try and cause a mutiny. Oh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just I don't think I want leadership that bad that I would just try and steal it from somebody. Um. Can we can we put mutiny in a in a in a different context? Oh, you know? absolutely. Like like you know like where would you you know staging a mutiny like within a, within a car say you know like say you're you're on a family road trip somewhere mm. to you know if there was some unrest amongst the uh, the the, peop- the passengers. Yeah. Right. So like, is this a mom and dad kind of situation? It, it, I don't want to be too heteronormative here. Look, it could be any number of mums or dads. Could be a polyamorous three three parent. Three parent relationship a between trouble? non-gendered people. Non-gendered people uh, with two kids or, you know, a kid and a pet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 18 dogs in the back. 18 dogs. So um, there are 18 Dalmatians. Yeah. There's, there's, um, there's sort of another 81, 83 Dalmatians somewhere else. When, when we, when, <laughs> I mean, when we talk about rela- relationship types that yeah. are not, Heteronormative, yes. In the way that we just did, yeah. Very flippantly. Are we are we making a joke that is on the wrong side of history, or are we just making a joke about our own complete inadequacy to discuss these things in any meaningful way? Because I'd love if it was the second one, but I'm not convinced. Well, no, I I am making fun of us, yes. But I'm also there's 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 a flippancy that is on the wrong side of history in that I am. We're almost willfully being on the wrong side of history, right? Like, well, like... a little bit, but the, it's not—it's not in a, an offensive way. It's that in I think in the concept in the concept stage here. Yes, I think to acknowledge it is it's ridiculous. Is, it, well, yeah, it is. It's not ridiculous. It's like it's it's kind of like a, it's a nice gesture that means nothing. <laughs> right. So so we're in a way we are we are making. Fun of the idea of nice gestures, but like, of like of like meaningless symbolism, right? Of yeah. Like people who would oh, we better nod to diversity here, right? Yeah. By 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 doing it, I feel like this makes it worse. Yeah. Even an- analyzing it definitely makes no, it no, worse. No, that's totally fine as long as we're making it worse in some way. Good. Yeah. But but like, uh, but at the same time, it is also. Uh, just to say, we are thinking about it. It's just I'm really sorry that my default always goes to something. But then, 
Yeah. But then it just goes to whatever's closest to my life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, and you know, and comedy comes from truth, Alistair. And and the truth is we have no idea what we're talking about. And I would yeah, and I would be not offended in any way, but you know, I would be weirded out if anybody who is different from me, their default uh was to make a couple that looked like me and my girlfriend. As would I. Yeah, you see? So that would be but but if if, you know, there's another sketch uh, idea podcast somewhere, and they're coming up with sketch ideas, and they go, uh, and then the couple in the car is uh, Alistair Tom Labertal and his girlfriend. <laughs> like that, just, you know. As their default. Every time default. they're talking about, sorry, I was just picturing Alistair Trombley Labertal and his girlfriend. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That would be concerning. So, anyway, so to answer your question, I think we're absolutely on the wrong side of history. Yes. With a slight good intention, but then also a mocking of our own intentions. Great. Yeah, no, yeah. I, th- I, think, I think that's very fair. Um now on on our back to our mutiny sketch, yeah. right? Um, uh, I think I think the uh, I, I think I think the okay. So when you when you mutiny on a ship, right? Mm. Very often it's over over conditions, right? It's over you know who um, you know f- rations, the amount of food that's available, the amount of drink that's available. Sure, sure. It's also your, your, um, it could be something to do with your your time spent in port and whether or not you know if you've if you. You know, mutiny on the bounty, for example, they went to Tahiti and they had a wonderful time with the locals and many of them formed relationships with the locals and then they had to go away and they were unhappy. They wanted to go back to Tahiti. So yeah, right. there's two ways we can do this. One, we can do it in a ship, yeah. right? Where we are, to- uh, uh, sorry, one, we can do it in a car where we're talking about the kids in the back seat trying to organize a mutiny because they wanted to go back to McDonald's or whatever. Yeah. Or we could do it in a ship at sea, right? Where we treat the... Uh, the sailors like they are kids in the backseat of a car. And I think maybe that would be more fun. You know, like, oh, we should have gone to, you know, we've just been to Tahiti. We're not going back to Tahiti, okay? If you wanted to form a relationship, you should have done it while we were in Tahiti. Well, see, that's good. Although I just thought of a way that, because you don't really see that many kid mutiny films and in no. terms of like a kid's film that would yes. be possible. But... Also, I think for it to kind of happen accidentally, here's a here's a thing that uh, I think is is doable now is with like Tesla self driving cars. Yes, you could kind of have a kid who gets in the front while the parents are in the in the diner or something like that getting something. <laughs> you know, they love playing with things, and it just yeah. kind of backs out and then just drives off, right? Like that, and so then, or maybe the kids fall asleep and some mm-hmm. you know some some of this happens accidentally or something like that. But um, you know, the, the the dad somehow has his has his phone hooked up to his car, and but he didn't lock his phone when he put it into his pocket. So then it kind of programs the you know it's like hooked up with his like Google Maps or something like that, and it kind of just goes boop boop boop. Now is the dad in the car? No, the dad's in the diner with the mom, and they're okay, getting right, something. right, right. I'm uh, sorry, I, th- I thought this car was enormous, like a ship, and had a dining compartment. No, 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 in the diner. Yeah, you know, yep. like they've, they've pulled over at a diner. To yeah, get, yeah, to diner. Get some food. Yeah, that, I'm that, setting that this di- movie in America. There. At that diner. And uh, you know, so it's somehow linked in with his with his Google Maps, which seems like it doesn't seem that undoable. Alistair, but, it's it's an amazingly prophetic vision of the near, not too distant, the not future. too distant future. And then he just hasn't locked his phone, which is a a thing that even at this stage uh, can still happen if you don't have a auto lock function. Well, no, I have auto lock on mine, but uh, I don't. I hate having the code on. So, but then even when I put it in my pocket, my my pocket can still unlock my phone. There you go. Right, uh, and then. Uh, it, it just programs in, the car in, takes in, off. In many ways, your 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 fu- your pocket is a hacker. But your, then, your pocket but is Jaden K. 
I, I, I don't get that reference, but I've, I've seen people talking about it yeah, recently. Yeah, it's very topical. Um, although then I've just realized that also by, by doing that, he could probably also probably just uh, put, get the car to come back oh, through his phone. Oh, he's about to do it, and then he drops it into a pitcher of uh, cola. That is the best. Pitcher yeah. of cola. We're in the diner. That's exactly the kind of things Thank that you. we have there. He was buying cola for his kids. Yes, a pitcher yeah, <laughs> to a take pitcher. in the car. Well, you know, maybe... <laughs> just give me a, uh, he's doing plastic-free July. They've taken a jug with them. They were asleep in the car. They thought, let's not wake them yet. I'll, we'll order. Mm. And then, okay. So then these kids are out there. It's not so far. There's no mutiny here. Yes. <laughs> right. It's just kids in an automatic uh, automated car, yeah. which I actually think like a self-driving car, kids in a self-driving car, they wind up a long way away from their parents. I think that is absolutely great. Yeah. Right. I mean, that is a, that is a, that is a movie that will be made very soon. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's like Home Alone, but in a car. In a car. And then it's them interacting with the other cars on the mm. road. Mm. Uh, it could be, uh, you know, then eventually they just get, get to their destination. Yeah. Um, you know, Good. and then, and then they maybe Portland, I don't know anything <laughs> about that town that we shouldn't have named that. Um, and then, uh, and then some, but for some reason, some robbers, let's just make it home alone. Have yes. been wanting to get something out of the boot of the car. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe they were, they were, well, there, there was another, there was some criminals who had a similar car, you see, and they perfect. were chasing the wrong car. Oh, this is good. And then... When they kill them all? Do you think they kill them? Well, it's a they sort of a gritty. It's a gritty re. No, no. The kids kill the robbers. It's a gritty reimagining of Home Alone, wherein you actually see the damage that would be done on the robbers oh, if yeah. the kids actually treated them with the same disrespect for human yeah. life. That, and it, uh, it's kind of like somewhere between does. a Herbie, Herbie, uh, and, uh, and and an old boy, an old boy, and Home Alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so have the kids been trapped in a basement for a long time? <laughs> yes. Okay, I don't know if I quite got us. A, well, look. but but no, but I think I think kids in a self-driving car as a as a movie idea is 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 really good, right? Um, it could it could I mean maybe 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 it's even a, an experimental self-driving car. Maybe the parents, the mum, the dad work for this self-driving car company in Very its good. You know, early days. This does this does ruin our chances of kind of getting Tesla on as a as a funding body kind of thing for the thing. Well, if it's a if it's a new one, and oh. it's like a self-driving SUV or RV or something like that. Of course, like that's that. great. Thank you very yeah. much, Andrew, for saving that. No, 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 it's okay, Alistair. Do they have self-driving helicopters yet? Um if not, I mean, what are we waiting for? You exactly. Know? I mean, how are we going to be enslaved by these machines if they can't watch us from above? Absolutely. Thank you very much for... And chase us down as that, we as we flee. Is there a chance of a mutiny for, like, last place? Like, let's say it's somebody desperately wants to be last in something, uh, but, like, I don't know. If I, I don't know why there's a mutiny in a race. Well, well, I mean, you, you know, there is the, you, the, the sort of the flip of the traditional mutiny where... Like say on the Titanic, right? Mm. If they the the captain came down and saw all the fun that the people were having in third class with their fiddle music and yeah, so on and fiddles. so forth in steerage, and he did a mutiny where all the uh, captain and everyone and all his first mate yeah. and so on come down, they want to be playing the fiddle, yeah. right? And they force <laughs> <laughs> all the all the poor people, yeah, uh, to to. Captain the ship. It crew. would certainly explain why they crashed into that iceberg. Yeah. If, you know, they were not really equipped for that role. Uh, absolutely. That, that would make a lot mm. more sense. And mm. so, and so, did they just suddenly learn to play the fiddle? Sort of, they, or they just, well, they're not very good at it. Not I, good. Think, I think we see the, sort of the, 
the the flaws in this kind of redistributive model. Absolutely, of, uh, neither are are you know even though they both they both probably uh, desire to have the other mm, person's position. Mm. Neither of them are great at you know uh, playing the fiddle. The dancing is mm. kind of doesn't come naturally mm, to them. Mm, they don't mm. have that kind of sense of rhythm that can, yeah. comes with sort of yeah. being poor and just needing to make your own fun. Yeah. Um, obviously, the, the the poor people they love they they're great. They're just happy to have jobs. This you know they've just found a way to make this trip that was already pretty cheap for them, but, yes. but now lucrative. pay, lucrative, mm. you know. That's pretty good. Um, but then the problem with that was that they forgot to look where they were going. Yeah, or know anything about what they were doing. Yeah. And in the end, it's a, it's a lesson uh, to people to just basically stay in their place. You know, <laughs> don't try and change society. Mm. If you're poor, there's a reason you're poor. Just enjoy your fiddle music and yeah. shut up. Yeah, absolutely. And it reinforces the status quo in a way that I think is probably going to be quite yeah. a message that we need to hear, you know, that everything is fine. Yeah, that like poor people should drown. Yeah. Should yeah. drown and not <laughs> not the crew. No. <laughs> the no. crew, even though they, they should drown too, but they should be the last to drown. Yes. They should have to uh, by being the crew. I mean, in a way, it's almost more cruel to the poor people because... Because you know, at first with it, we were just trapping them in those bottom do- yes, bottom yeah. cabins. But, but and now like that. they're having to go down with the ship. Go down with the ship and witness everybody else drown first, mm. and that's the punishment for for sort of dreaming above your station. Mm. Is that? Uh... Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think a uh, reworkings of classic films to. Uh, to remind people <laughs> not to get any ideas and to stay in their place could be like a, yeah, a, you know, a, a field a field of comedy. Um, so it's like hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, I mean, I mean who, who would be the sort of the people who would present these movies? I guess it's kind of a, it's a bit of a right wing. It's a, of, yeah, uh, it's like a, a, a Anne Randian, yeah. the, the 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 Rand the the Anne Rand Foundation presents um, uh, a reimagining of such and such film. Yeah, Spartacus, or uh, I guess a similar thing could kind of happen Gladiator. with with Beauty and the Beast, where it's like, well. No, you don't marry somebody who's richer than you, or a monster that you met in the forest. Well, you know, yeah, there's that, but but I mean, in the in the end, she's trying to get out of poverty by marrying yeah. this guy. Yeah. You know, because I mean, I was I was thinking about this recently. You, if you were to sort of like restage Beauty and the Beast, but instead of a guy who's got a huge mansion, yes. he is he has just got a cabin in the woods, mm. right? And he's captured your dad. Uh, and then you know, and so it's just a guy with you know maybe he's a, maybe he's addicted to meth. Yeah, he's captured your dad, and then you go and give yourself up to save your dad. Yeah, you know, uh, yep. in this case, you're a woman called Belle. Um, and he gets off the meth. And he gets off the meth, and his skin clears up, and he's okay. All looking. he needs is your love to yep. get off the meth. Yep. Right. right. Uh, do you now fall for him in and the end? Would people support that decision? You know, would you expect? 
your father to to decide that that's actually a good idea mm. in the end for you to marry him. And is it a, is it still a happy ending in the end mm. when you've found love with this person uh, and he's got off the meth? You know, his scabs have healed <laughs> up and everything like that. Obviously, he's looking better, you know. He's, yeah. He's sort of, um, he's cleaned his teeth and everything like that. Or maybe he's sort of managed to get some Put on a bit work, of weight. Put on a bit of weight and things like that. Um, is that still a happy story then? Or, you know... Uh, and, and I guess maybe this is the way that they would kind or of... Or is it just Stockholm Syndrome? Well, yeah, there's the chance that it's Stockholm Syndrome. But maybe maybe what, what, what we're forgetting about Stockholm Syndrome, you know, is that maybe there's something about kidnappers that there's a, they're actually quite... It's actually charming. Yeah, there's actually something really charming. And they're, deep down, they're probably quite good people. There's something mm. that brings people to kidnapping that is, is, is actually a, uh, like a symptom. Kidnapping this, is, is actually a symptom of being a great person. This this Really uh, marriable... Good boyfriend material. Yeah, well, I, I think um, this, uh, if we don't look into it at all, Alistair, mm. could be a theory that really stacks up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think, well, f- first of all, just making a film without, you know, necessarily saying mm. that it is uh, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I totally agree. Um, uh, as a separate sketch to the reworking of films to remind people to stay in their place. Um, I, th- I think possibly a... a, a yeah, and, and you know whether or not the reworking of films thing totally works out. It sounds like that we've 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 left a a big well. We talked a lot about Titanic, mm. and and maybe maybe that's the uh, maybe that that is an example of that. It's a right wing think tank trying to find ways of teaching people because you know the Pixar's of the world are mm. constantly trying to give us these messages, wholesome messages, wholesome messages of ac- of accepting everybody yep. and and. Uh, you know, uh, diversity and, and accept you know yep. uh, accepting who you are and, and and you know becoming a strong woman or man, mm. um, you know or blob or blob you know or a robot mm. you know a sort of a non-thinking robot. Yep. Believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, learn to believe, then believe in yourself. Um, but but obviously, there's going to be some right-wing think tanks who are angry about that. Yep. And uh, they're going to be like, well. Much, much like the Liberal Party here in Australia has tried to create their own right-wing version of Get Up, Get Up. which is a kind of uh, an activisty sort of right, a left-wing sort of trying to push for equality and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they've tried to create their own version. Well, in the same way, these right-wing think tanks would try to create their own version of Pixar. I think I think that specifically is really good. I think a right-wing version of Pixar mm. is is great because then we've got a real like. You know, there's that set of rules that govern the Pixar universe and the Pixar mm. stories. We've got a really specific thing to counter with this. Yeah, but I think that they could definitely, like, you know, the way that they come up with f- film ideas is you could totally just think of film ideas that exist. Mm. Why come up with completely original ideas mm-hmm. when you could f- just rework ideas that already exist in mm. the world mm. to make them uh, teach the lessons that people should be learning rather than the ones that these uh, these left-wing uh, assholes are... Uh... Yeah, I mean, like, you know, you know, the story of of Pixar should be one that really it's important that Andy throws away his, his toys quite regularly mm. so that he's able to... More toys are able to be bought and to stimulate the economy. Absolutely, yeah. And and, 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 and to not get on, too connected. Not, yeah, not, get yes, too not to attached. form connections. These are disposable things, okay? Mm. And by 
you know, by buying these things, sure, the money doesn't go directly to manufacturers in this country, but via free market economics, um, we're able to then, you know, buy other things at a cheaper price and maybe we can export raw materials that one day will come back to you as toys Absolutely. that you will then throw away again. And of course, when you get attached to toys and, uh, you know, and objects and things like that, it sort of takes away from the focus of attaching to other people, which mm. sort of, uh, you know, slows down the chance that you will, you know, become, get married and have children, which weakens the family unit. Yeah. And obviously, <laughs> yes. uh, and the defense of our great nation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Leaves us vulnerable to attack from the north. Ugh, the north. So Beauty and the Beast, but with... But with, a, yes, a, you know, <laughs> without wishing to be too too self-critical, Alastair, is making it a methetic addict in the forest, <laughs> is that... I mean, that's is, punching down, isn't it? Uh, yeah, well, look, I don't, I don't see people... I don't see people who are t- addicted to meth as beneath me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's an amazing defense now to, to be able to say that. <laughs> yeah, um, but, and it's a powerful one, and you might be right. No, but but also, uh, you know, I it, it there is a statement within that 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 you know, especially because I was saying that that is not as good as a person who mm. I think I'm I think I'm saying that society doesn't see a person in a uh, in, in a cabin who's addicted to meth as as desirable as a person who <laughs> is a, a a sort of man beast who lives in a castle yeah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> and i mean if you were to put those two things if you go out family feud style and ask people to put those things on a on a scale yeah of desirability yeah you know what would be more desirable we don't know we haven't done that research yeah and and so and to claim that i do know would be presumptuous of me mm. um mm. But I, you know, it it could just be a person, you know, if 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 you wanted to go to a more sensitive kind of position, you could be a person who is a, a you know, what's one of those people who keeps all their things, a, a hoarder? hoarder, a hoarder in a cat in the cabin. But but then hoarding could be a symptom of some kind of mental illness or child. Of course, but like you know, look, you know, it's somebody who has really ugly toenails. Okay, and then okay, great, <laughs> and that is a thing that they have done themselves through neglect. Right, they yeah. were given every opportunity to care for their toenails, Absolutely. and they were taught a lot. Of, you know, there were a lot of clear messages in there. <laughs> it's like having to make media. it so clear that this person <laughs> is completely responsible for their for, own plight. For, 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 their, for their plight, um, you know what? If anything, like if anything, their parents were both uh, manicurists. Yeah, one was a dermatologist, <laughs> and the other one was a professional manicurist. Yeah. And yet they let everything go. And even though they had these jobs, they still spent a lot of time with their kids. So yeah. there was no neglect going there was on. No okay, neglect, there. and uh, and uh, it was it was both caring and loving time together, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and teaching about the the importance of taking care of your skin and nails. And they let their life <laughs> fall apart for absolutely no reason. <laughs> no, no reason except for. A willful disregard, which emerged in them almost spontaneously, yeah, like in the Big Bang. Like we don't know where it originated. You know, it's, it's like there was no reason for it. Well, well, it was the the only reason was conscious decision. Conscious decision, conscious. which they formed based on. Well, then what? I guess a rational choice. I, Are like, we suggesting that they rationally chose they, this based on? Maybe they were misinformed in some way. No, 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 no. It was a completely rational choice. <laughs> well informed. Yeah, based on a logic. Yes. Because they, they, their uncle was a logician. Yes. And so he taught them clear logic, <laughs> and and they looked 
at the decisions and they just made the bad decision. They yes. could see they could see that 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 taking care of their nails and skin was the absolute right thing to do yes. and they said no, I don't want that. <laughs> I want to not do that like that. I would rather go and put germs and dirt under my nails and then never take care of it. I, I'm not convinced that the audience is going to believe that they made that decision of their own volition with, without some sort of something bad happening to them to make them confuse what no. is a good decision with what is a bad decision. But but I think that's, you know, that's that's... That's one of the messages of this of this story. Okay, that's interesting. Is, is that is that people think that that whilst being perfect rational beings, mm-hmm. you know, uh, humans are also gonna make the right decision. Yes, you know, and the thing the decision that is in their best interest. Right. Sometimes so- you can be rational. You can see the logic perfectly. And despite that, you can still choose for the, the, the choose to make the decision that will that that is not the best for your outcome. So they are flawed, but oh, and and they they have you know a problem in them. But that problem is really only the problem that is in all of us that was put there by God. So it's really God's fault. No, 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 no. no. The person is perfect. <laughs> they are perfect. They are perfect. <laughs> they have been raised as as well as anybody can be raised. Oh, they, they're and, and educated, gen- genetically speaking, as well. They were. Um, they have absolutely. They were made. genetically engineered to be the perfect human. <laughs> they, yeah, yes, it's a Gattaca type situation. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, they live in the country, obviously. Like mm-hmm. they haven't moved. He hasn't. He hadn't at this point yet moved out into the solo cabin in yep. the woods. Yep. Um, but he's been. He's raised... not an introvert, is he? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Very well socialized. Very well socialized. Uh, is is great with people. Um, loves people. <laughs> He knows the best people, um, and and he just when he's when he's brought up to to the to this only this decision. This is the only yes. decision where he sees the decision the best, that the he made. Option. By the way, as an adult, as an adult, yes, absolutely, and he just sees the better option, which is to 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 take care of his nails or not, and he just decides I don't want to do that. Okay, I right. don't out out of out of complete. Just like that's just what he wants. Bloody mindedness. Bloody mindedness. Yes. Now I think this conversation that we've had yeah. is a, a is a very funny thing to see play out. <laughs> you know, in the brainstorming session of like when they're trying to come up with the villain in a Disney movie, right? Yeah. Because like you know, once upon a time you could have someone like Scar, right? Yeah. Who who was just evil. He's got a scar. We don't really care why he got the scar. We're not interested in learning about what happened to cause him to get that scar and whether or not the injury of the scar is somehow representative of a deeper deeper personal trauma that could be associated with his parents. The fact that he he had this brother, Mufasa, who was clearly the favorite child. Yeah. Right? And uh, Scar, who they've called Scar, you know, named after his deformity. (laughs) He has been bullied, right? So... When trying to come up with a villain who, I mean, the fact that the best we could do for a villain is a man who's willfully let his toenails go bad, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and then they've got to ask the question, uh, is this going to be genuinely scary? And is this the kind of thing that our protagonist can really rail against? Well, really, I mean, in this case, the villain is prejudice itself. The fact that the... the (laughs) The protagonist thought that there was anything wrong with a man who'd willfully let his toenails go bad is, in the end, revealed to be 
<laughs> the monster. So yeah, I think that's I think that's great. So look, I've got I've written down discussion for creating a villain whose evilness is entirely their fault. Yes. Um yeah, and so that will kind of encapsulate some of what we were just discussing. Mm, mm. Um and then obviously there's still the the beauty and the beast type situation in which, you know, there actually is just a person who is somewhat evil. Um Now now if somebody was created in a vat by a scientist yep. to be pure evil. Mm-hmm. Right? With evil mm. genes and then raised in an evil environment. Yeah. And then oh, emerged... and, a, and a vat, which is kind of one of the more evil of the produ- uh, production Of the methods. containers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of the forms of, uh, of Tupperware. Yeah. Um, what, like, what, when, when that person emerges and then proceeds to act in an evil way. Yeah. How are we supposed to treat them? Mm. Should, should we try and punish them? Or, or or love them? What what should we do? Yeah. Look. Well. Uh, first of all, I guess we can't we can't uh, unless they do something wrong. Yes. Even though we know that there's a there's currently a an evil person factory. Yes. Down the road. Yep. People who come out of them, I think we still have to treat them with the same rules that we would apply right. to right. a regular human. With the presumption of not evil. With the presumption of not evil, that's right, yeah. until they do something evil. But I An think, evil act. But I think these days, with the uh, terror laws as they are, yeah. <laughs> there are certain people that kind of automatically go on watch lists right. through being... Do you think the people who came out of the evil factory <laughs> down the road would go onto a watch list of some kind? I think, I it's think... hard to know. <laughs> is, is there something about like having a... a a watch list for like evil magicians or something like that. Like, can can we do that in a way that isn't saying something that we don't want it to say? Um, I think that's possible. I think even like yeah, like somewhere between the the, the evil person factory mm. and because it's it's a question uh, of and then the thing is that it's like they're not they're not necessarily evil. But they're seen as des- uh, mm. as being evil, even though these people are made in an evil factory, <laughs> yeah. or they are they are ma- magicians that have only been taught the dark arts. Yeah, that have. <laughs> um, I mean, really, they they're your Draco Malfoys, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah, which I don't know how the, that last book ends. So <laughs> I, there's a chance that he turns out to be a great guy. <laughs> I don't um, want to spoil it for you, Alistair. Please don't. Yeah. Um, because he wasn't, he wasn't going down a great path. Despite the fact that, like, like the man who willfully let his toenails go bad, <laughs> you have willfully failed to learn how the Harry Potter story ends. Yeah, but absolutely. I don't want to blame you for that. Yeah. Okay. Well, at the you know at the time, it wasn't certain that that was going to be the end. I think there's still there's still a few more books in her. Yeah, that, that you're you're right. Mm. That, that that universe, I don't think has been explored enough. To be honest, no, you know what though, she, she, you know, and I look, I don't want to. Presume, but she does seem to have a bit of a a itchy trigger finger, <laughs> and she can't help herself, and she keeps she keeps yeah. just add, m- yeah. making little additions here and there, and things she's like that. Got a, she's got a form of incontinence, where yeah. little bits of information about about the uh, Harry Potter universe keep leaking out of her when she gets excited. Exactly, and which so, is you know happens to a lot of women as they get older. Exactly, especially writers. Yes, I don't know why I said that. Anyway, um, so. It's these people who are made in an evil factory. Um, 
but the thing is that it, it it doesn't mean it like it, it, I guess it's about how there might be something that is potentially evil within you, mm. but unless you do something evil, yes, you're not you're what not if you responsible. You send for some it. evil messages, some evil text, what some evil WhatsApp, WhatsApps indicating that you might be, you know. So so in this story, the so, so what WhatsApp has somehow allowed governments to crack. Crack their, their That's right. Their yes, encryption. that's the real story here. Well, is then... that thanks to the G20 summit, we reached an agreement on cybersecurity, and now all these um, carrier services have to provide a backdoor for okay. And so to then, crack why their... has has uh, no app service from a country that is not within the G20 created a product that is just an alternative and that completely solves that problem? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, that's a B plot that we can explore. Okay, but is is some of the some of those angry messages that are being sent through mm. the WhatsApp uh, are they potentially um, are they a, as a result of people being mean to these dark evil, evil magicians? Yeah, uh, and that it, that's you know it, it, that that's that kind of thing there. Mm. But um, look, I still think that. There's something interesting in an oh, evil absolutely. factory. Absolutely, uh, evil people factory slash. Um, I think. Slash. I think. What you know that um, in the fifth element, where there's that sort of black orb that's just traveling through space, yeah. and seems to be a sort of a, a an entity of pure evil. You yeah. know, I mean, maybe these are these. This, this is what was coming out of the factory is these sort of evil orbs. Yeah, and and. <laughs> But you know, but but at the same time, they 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 are entitled. Oh my God! This yeah, there, I I can see how, like how there is a connection there that we're making. Like we're not making it technically. No, but, but no. it's but it's in the way that it can be that it is perceived mm. to be happening. Yeah. Um. That yeah, and that but let's say the orbs also like we're we're in a kind of Futurama type situation yep. where there's there's dark orbs that also just live amongst us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I it, it, this needs a lot of unpacking. Yeah, and I, I, I don't, I don't have the, we don't have the time. Although, Alistair. but just the idea that that you know, also dark orbs live amongst us is a pretty fun situation. It is, it is a fun situation. Yeah, yeah. I'm just worried that they're going to activate their, uh, their, you know, their like, like it's like there's some, they're like, they're like part being of sort of pure energy, part black hole, and mm. the pure energy kind of. Uh, like masks their black hole properties, but they can sort of they can let them out, sort of like mm. uh, Cyclops's eyes can yeah. like let out. You know, yeah. If they take off their sunglasses, they all wear sunglasses. They all wear sunglasses, <laughs> which is why we've kind of accepted them within our society. They've they've clearly assimilated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they wear know what's sunglasses. Cool. Yeah. Um. Uh, I think there's there's that that. The, the the choice for the evil character in in the fifth element of a sort of a, a, an intergalactic black evil orb mm. is 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 quite a wise choice, especially you know you know it's it's quite progressive in a way. Yeah, absolutely. I guess I guess these... they've they've obviously gone through this discussion. <laughs> this that we've discussion had. to find yeah, and and I mean the question of how how it became evil itself, the orb. Mm. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's an interesting one, but at the same time, I guess it's not so important because people don't really feel that that could happen to them. Absolutely, and they don't feel that much empathy towards orbs. 
You know, like... <laughs> but then that makes me feel like, is that the problem? Is the fact that we fail to empathise with orbs yeah. <laughs> the reason that this orb became what it is? <laughs> So, so the problem again is prejudice. It's it's prejudice. It's, Once again, the real villain here. It, it's universal villain. prejudice. Yeah. I mean, but the problem with these giant orbs is the fact that from such a distance they can make your head bleed. You know. <laughs> I mean, and that's a problem that that it's so hard to to not get the right wing newspapers writing about that constantly. Sure. You know? Sure, they can make your head bleed from a great distance. But I mean, what research have we done into trying to stop this problem? Okay, like how how mm. what what uh, what what are our medical institutions doing? Because I mean, you know, how could do we a, know that this isn't in some way hurting the orb? Oh, absolutely, and and could a sort of Magneto style helmet, uh, you know, help us and protect us from that to mm. help the orbs protect themselves? From from us, as and well. then allow the orb to in, you know to integrate into society once it's got this helmet on. Mm. And obviously, people are like, well, well, I shouldn't have to wear a Magneto style helmet, things like that. You'd think that that plastic thing that the the the, the bad guy in the fifth element has was on wearing his head would would have been the kind of thing that would protect you from head bleeding. Apparently from, not from a dark distant orb, but <laughs> but no, that is clearly. If anything, that might be the reason why his head was bleeding. <laughs> now, say we come up with a solution, yeah. right? And the orb now longer no longer has this effect. Will people allow the orb to come and live in their community? Or will they say, look, just because the orb no longer has this effect, I still don't want it around? <laughs> look, it'll be hard. I think the way that you kind of can get through to people on the grassroots level is do the do the orbs make a, a great local cuisine? <laughs> I think that would be it. If the orb... <laughs> if this evil orb has a regional specialty... Yeah. Oh, just like a kind of... Just like a, like a dark, flavoursome nugget. Yes. That just... That they, that they kind of... That they... I don't know how, how they whip up. Maybe they, they, they will... I think they probably... Yeah, will it into existence from pure energy. Yeah. But I like that they still do it in a kind of kitchen type setting. Yeah. Yeah. They, they probably wear... An, an apron as well as their sunglasses. They still shout a lot at the, you know, the intern they've got yeah. working or there. Or just like a lot of like loud kind of deep vibrating. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is definitely saying things that we don't want it to say. And the more we talk about it, the more things that we don't want it to say, it winds up saying, I yeah. feel like. No, but, but and in that way, the real villain is prejudice. But there is an avenue to integration. Yes. <laughs> You know that that we can we can only know of these avenues through the ways that that, that these things have happened. Yes, and so uh, you know it, it, it's just it, it's 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 society's fault for not having had more avenues. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know to inform us of you know look, and I'm sorry yeah. if there is anything if if in this dark orb thing that is saying things. I mean, goddamn, subtext is a bitch. Yeah, you know. Oh man, uh, totally. None of our scripts have subtext. Just let's just make that clear. I just want clear. you to know this is all surface level. This is just one surface level. Surface level of an orb. If we're talking about an orb, it's specifically just orbs. Yeah. It's a it's a hollow orb. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've come to the end because we have at least six ideas written down. Okay. So, from the top, we got guy who wants to be present at his own birth. And then there's a wolf type character guy who helps him solve this problem. And yes. it does and, and and this could be a full a full length thing, much like Synecdoche, New York, mm. the Charlie Kaufman film. 
but but I'd prefer if it wasn't. Obviously, Andy wouldn't wouldn't like that. Uh, in the future, if I become a billionaire, these are the kinds of things that I am going to be. You creating. will make a reality. Uh, I'll have a, a team of people around me. Uh, Andy obviously will be absent <laughs> because this will I'll be, be against his, his his will. Obviously, that's how I became a billionaire <laughs> is somehow through murdering Andy. Um, then there's uh, kids and self driving cars getting away it's a kind of it's a family comedy mm. type situation uh somewhere between home alone mm. uh and uh and old boy yes and herbie the love Bug. and maybe snowpiercer snowpiercer yeah. i haven't seen that one uh, it's that movie with the train that goes around the world i haven't seen it either but uh, there's a mutiny in it well there's a mutiny in it okay well great um that's that's really good and uh, yeah I like. Look, I think there's there's definitely something in that. Yeah, I'm I'm yet to see exactly where the comedy comes in, but I think in the way that we present it, I think. It'll well, be it's it's somewhere also between, you know, Home Alone, fucking, sorry, uh, Home Alone, and that that episode of The Simpsons where all the kids are in the car. Yes. You know, because I think I think we, the the in the car comedy hasn't been explored as far as it could go, yes. possibly because it's just so difficult to get. Good camera angles. Yeah. Now we've got GoPros. You can put them in there. It'll be easy. Yeah, I think once you get the cinematic GoPro, mm. you know uh, that'll be the that'll be the bloody situation comedy. Um, then we got the reworking of films to remind people to stay in their place by a right wing think tank, which is uh, I'd, I'd written that down before. I'd written down that it was uh, it's it's sort of it's a right wing Pixar, yeah, trying to fix the messages of movies or to create their own mm. movies with messages that. Yeah. Uh, that you know, fit in, that are more in line with their uh, uh, ideologies. I think uh, is it is it a Bug's Life? I think a Bug's Life might be a good one for this. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and and or B movie, B movie with instead of him kind of going off. Have you seen B movie? Yeah, I've seen B movie. Yeah, so instead of him going off and kind of like you know living this other life, he is absolutely like he is tracked down and absolutely forced to be what he has to be, mm. and uh, possibly killed for for trying to. Well, I, I think I think it's it's a more powerful lesson if uh, he tries to oh, do yeah. something and fails. Absolutely, you yeah. know, and then winds up going back to his life and settling, and yeah. for the status quo. And that that uh, the reason that society is the way that it is is that over the centuries, uh, the is, best people have risen to the top. Yeah, and and also and 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 and. The, 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 the format in which society takes is because this has been found to be the best form. And exactly. so you are there because that is the best place for you and don't question it. Yeah. Um, then we have uh, Beauty and the Beast, but with uh, a cabin in the woods and a sort of a drug addict guy, possibly. <laughs> I've written attic as if like, like as in the top room. You've written drug attic. Yeah, drug attic guy, possibly because he lives in the attic of the cabin. I guess because right. if you're sort of on drugs and living in a cabin... In the yes. woods, there's a chance that you would get quite paranoid at nighttime. Yep. The woods is quite a scary place. Very you, You're pretty deep choice. into your addictions. Uh, noises are scary. So you've decided to just move into the, to the attic mm. uh, up there so that when people do come into your house, they think that it's empty. And then you can probably attack them from above. Yes. Yeah. Or just hide. Yeah, or hide. Mm. Or, you know, have some guns up there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then shoot. Down yeah. from the attic yep. into the thing, which is like a man shooting a rat in the roof, <laughs> in the roof. <laughs> from the living room, from the living room. <laughs> like my dad did one time. <laughs> uh, story for another time. I think we'll, we, we, we will need we'll to go into that. 
Um, we've got a discussion for creating a villain whose evilness is entirely their fault. Yes, they've, uh, got, they've got agency. They've got agency. And then we have an evil factory uh, slash dark magician school that lives uh, where, where these people live amongst us. Uh, possibly also dark orbs. Mm. Could could be um, orbs, orbs, and and it's the it's and 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 we look at the way that these people are treated by society, uh, and and also why is what they're doing seen as evil? Possibly because uh, they're taught to kill and do horrible things and things like that. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. Now, uh, before we move on, what which of these sketches do you think that ants would like? Well, obviously the one about ants. Yeah. Or the, the one about staying in your place in society, ants oh, would yeah. probably I relate think to that. Ants would quite like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and you know that that uh, evil orb cuisine. Whether or not it creates any crumbs, I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, but uh, that well, could be I, something that ants could thrive on. Absolutely, food. Food is is classically something that is wasted and thrown in the bin. Mm. Uh, the bin is a place that ants, if they don't go there, uh, clearly they should go there because that is a um, is. is Basically, I we keep our bin outside because to make it available to ants so that they don't come into our house. Is that really what you do? Yeah, that would like the wow. whole reason we put our bin outside was because at first we had an ant problem, then we put our bin outside and we didn't have an ant problem. Don't anymore. have an ant problem. Now you've got an ant solution. They emptied the bins. Yeah. So anyway, ants. Um, and maybe the guy in the woods when his scabs fall off, maybe the ants can eat them. Oh, absolutely. There you go. <laughs> so that's good. Um, so I believe that's. Um, mm, uh, thank you so much for listening to Two in the Think Tank. Um, we uh, we do appreciate it. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Two in Tank. Uh, Alistair, you're at Alistair TB. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. Check yep. out the rest of the Planet Broadcasting Network. And uh, I tell you bloody what. I tell you what. We, we love you. you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.